This is Jewish Board Talk with Sheree Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Over the weekend, history was made when the national rugby sides of Israel and the Emiratis played each other for the first time. The Israeli team was coached by South Africa's own Kevin Musikant, and he worked together with Emirati coach New Zealander Apollo Paralini to ensure the success of the occasion. Kevin praised the power of sport and rugby in particular to bring people together. Kevin joins me now to tell me more. Kevin, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It's a great privilege to be here with you. Tell me how this uh, rugby game came about. I think just, you know, rugby is just such a powerful mechanism. It's it's this brutish sport where, where you've got to have all this discipline and sort of uh, be so physically ready, but played by, you know, the people with the softest hearts. So it was sort of, for me, a no-brainer. Um, I reached out to Apollo immediately. We, we, our, our friends, you know, from the, from the neighborhood, it's right across the road from us. So, you know, we, I reached out to him. Um, we had never met before. And uh, I explained to him, you know, what happened with the Abraham Accord, and he was very well aware of it. And we started working together. It was, it was instant. Our relationship was instant. Obviously, we had some work to do, um, and we were very excited about um, making history, you know, and uh, we worked hard on it for five, six months, getting all the approvals that we needed to get. We really, really wanted to be the first sport you know, for both of us. Um, Rugby is not recognized as the main sports in our respective countries, and uh, hopefully... <laughs> That will change, but it was much, much more than a than a rugby match. I just it, it was just unique that the two of us clicked instantly, and hopefully we'll be able to work together in the future as well. So you said it, put, it took about five months to get it organised. Um, what was it like on on the actual day when you opened, when the, the players walked out onto the fields? You know, when you work, I think I think you realise this in in coaching and sports. When you work together on a project with someone. You know, we were doing it virtually and uh, on WhatsApp and doing what we needed to do. And it was almost like we had we had never met physically uh, by the time I met Apollo. And it was almost like we had known each other forever because we had to get government's approval. We had to get, obviously, our federations approved instantly. We just wanted to play. Then there was COVID. We didn't know that we were going to be flying until a week before um and you know we had to keep our players almost in a bubble uh training and prepare for it but at the same time we had no international rugby going on at the time in fact even when we got to the airport they allowed half of our players on the plane and then half had to stay behind not knowing whether they would be able to actually get on a flight to arrive in dubai via ethiopia um a day before we played so it's, it was just, you know, when stars collide, they collide. It was just always going to happen. We just never kind of knew exactly when. But what was it like? It was, look, uh, my, my goosebumps are still going. So it's, it was goosebumps from start to finish. Um, it was like watching lightning strike the way, the way I see it. And for Apollo as well, we both had these big smiles just from start to finish our, our respective presidents of our federations were exactly the same, just beaming from ear to ear. And obviously, it was just amazing to see how well it was recognized, um, obviously in, in social media, but it just people jumped on it and, and really, really um, supported it, which was nice to see because it could also, you know, people can go either way. So 
it was just great for people to acknowledge that here you've got two um, teams that are really prepared to play together. I'm not sure two teams, irrespective of this being a first, I'm not sure two international teams have decided to combine after playing against each other 20 minutes later to play with each other on the same team. It is incredible. Um, what, what strikes me, Kevin, is that obviously South Africa and New Zealand are big rugby players and supporters, and there's a whole cultural uh, culture of rugby in both of those countries. And you mentioned less so in both Israel and the, and the UAE. And I, I just found it like quite fascinating that it was the outside countries, the coaches from outside countries, who are kind of motivating the teams. And um, and I just wondered to what extent, you know, in in, in both countries, rugby can be seen as a unifying sport in that way. Well, we, we as South Africans, we've seen this. So we, we know what rugby can do. Um, and we know where we've come from and how whenever South Africa is at a World Cup, it's kind of like, you know, the, the country stands together. And I think it should be like that with all sports. But I'm obviously biased because I'm a rugby man through and through. Um, but, you know, Polo is the, is, is the same. I think... We traditionally, South Africans and New Zealanders, have huge respect around the world as rugby people. So that's why you find a lot of South Africans um, around the world coaching or playing. And, you know, for, as far as Israel is concerned, this was a, a unique opportunity for me for, for many reasons, not just only around rugby. But I think there's a responsibility. There's a responsibility that you have if you happen to be a South African rugby coach or player or let's or a New Zealand player or coach and you and you're somewhere in the world, you know, you're wanting to people are wanting to learn from you and it's it's really refreshing and it's really good. But again it's a responsibility. So you have an opportunity to make changes and I think one should, you know, instead of just um hanging around and seeing, you know, what what can't be done, you should really be looking at what can be done. And it was just Nice that I found the same traits in Apollo. You're coming up to the European Rugby, um, is it a World Cup or? It's a championship. So this is seven. So it's a, it's a championship. It's called the Trophy Championship. And essentially Israel's been in that division for the last seven years. Um, we've got a goal now of, of trying to see if we can go up. And we really focused on that to get to the Grand Prix to be able to play against the likes of Germany. Um, Spain and Russia, which is, which is really, which would be really great. But we, you know, we haven't been in the Grand Prix before. So, you know, we focus towards doing that. And this was part of that preparation. And what we're doing now in South Africa is also part of that preparation. But at the same time, as I said, this was much, much more than just, just a rugby game or rugby day. I imagine when the anthems are played, there is a moment of, contemplation possibly a lump in the throat oh for sure i mean i'm not sure there was a dry eye anyway um you know when anthems are being played and it's usually the case um you know if you have that that pride um but but for sure and this was something really special i was trying to in my mind just try to take a snapshot so that i so that you know i don't don't forget it it's i've been coaching for a very long time not going on to 23 years and you know, you have these moments where you just don't want them to end, but you know they're going to. So you want to store them somewhere. So I was sort of like imagining being a, a you know, one of the, a camera on my cell phone, but just in my mind, just to take a quick picture so that I never, I can just stash this and never forget it. Kevin, you say you're a rugby man through and through. How did you get involved in the game? Oh, uh, no, look, 
uh, I think I didn't have much choice with my with my dad, um, but I took to it. It was uh, my my memories of rugby is walking, holding my dad's hand, going to Newlands every single every single weekend to go and watch Western Province or club games or school games. That was before. Um, these were the times when you know you just go to the stadium and you watch all the games. Today you can watch them online or you can watch them on TV. So just sit with my, you know, sit with my dad the whole day at Newlands. In fact, sometimes being a ball boy, um, it was really, I was just taken to it, uh, took to it completely from the start and, and never looked back. So I played up until about the age of 23. Um, and then, uh, was coaching from about 20. I got a bit banged up from the game. You do sometimes. So I realized that, uh, probably if I want to stay in the game, I need to do it as a coach and stop running around on the field. And uh, that's what I did. So, and that's been my life. So, rugby is completely my life from from A to Z. I breathe it every single second of every day. Kevin, where to from here? Let's see what we can do around, um, you know, putting Israel on the map, uh, getting getting ourselves into the Grand Prix. We've got something exciting, really exciting on the horizon as a, as almost like a super club structure in Europe, which we've managed to get an opportunity for, um, which. Is going to be really, really big for professionalism in, in rugby in, in Israel. And uh, obviously, let's continue with a good work around playing in the Middle East, playing, you know, myself and Apollo with the UAE and, and Israel championing much more friendly competition um, and getting some exposure, much needed exposure for rugby in, in the region. That's where to from here. Kevin, thank you so much for joining me. That was Kevin Musica, the South African coach of the Israeli rugby team.